All right, y'all. This is the ninth episode of the Shibble Option Report podcast. And uh, we have a decent amount of stuff to take to talk about today. Uh, the first thing, of course, is Game 5 of the NBA Finals. It's coming on tonight. It's been a... It, I still think it's been an entertaining finals to a certain extent. I think the uh, it hasn't been that competitive, honestly. But the Heat have been trying. It, it's it's just not that competitive of of a series. It's just on paper, it just wasn't going to be. The Nuggets have too good of a of a combo, Jokic and and, and Murray. They they have too much firepower. They're averaging what Jokic is averaging a, a thirty point triple double this series. I think almost this entire playoffs actually. He might actually be averaging this whole playoffs at thirty point triple double or, or something close to that. But definitely this final series. If I'm correct, I think the only other player who's averaged a thirty plus point triple double in a final series as a whole is LeBron in twenty seventeen. Jokic though, like. Yeah, he he's he's not only has he been almost unstoppable, but uh, Jamal Murray's averaging what twenty six, twenty seven points a game this finals, if I'm correct. Like he's been un- unguardable, and not just them. Again, like when you have players who are doing things that they're supposed to do, and doing them well. And then doing things they're not supposed to do and doing them well. It's going to be really difficult to beat them. Like Aaron Gordon shooting threes that well throughout the series. There's really nothing that he could do against that, honestly. Bruce Brown and, and KCP, they are supposed to be, they are doing, only doing what they're supposed to be doing and doing it well. But to do it well so consistently... I mean, everyone's on their P's and Q's. Like, it's almost reminiscent of what the Lakers did in the bubble. Also, I guess the Heat. You had not just your two-star players playing at their absolute best. You had consistently, throughout the playoffs, and even especially in the finals, guys like uh, the two big men doing their job, and Dwight Howard and, 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 and uh, JaVale McGee, you had Rondo going full playoff Rondo. You had guys like uh, KCP again. Uh, you had guys like uh, Markeith Morris out of nowhere. Taylor Horton Tucker had a, had a spot there, a moment. Uh, Crusoe was, was doing great. Like, the whole supporting cast, even Kuzma played well. Even on occasion, uh, Danny Green. Like, he wasn't... Majority of the of the series, he wasn't doing good, but he still had a, a game or two. We did like everyone for the most part. It was a well well oiled machine, and and that's the same thing. That's exactly the same thing with the, with this Nuggets team. It's just it's just a well oiled machine. Uh, everyone's doing their part and doing it well, and they're it, not just their part, other parts too. When you have a team that's playing that well, and they're already on paper better than you. There's not much else you can do. Like, like I told you, like, game four, Jokic and Murray didn't even play good. And they were inefficient. And they still won 
by 13 away. I don't know what Miami has left. Like, at this point, your spirit, I'm not going to say that, that the Heat spirit is broken because this, this Miami Heat team plays with a lot of heart. They honestly play above their level on paper throughout the entire playoffs they have. But, like, I, I do feel like it might just be a little bit of a feeling in the back of their head like, yeah, this might be inevitable. Or even if it's not, even if it's not there, I don't think it's up to their control. I think the Nuggets are seeing, they're smelling blood. They see a wounded animal. It's at Denver. And I just feel like we forget that Miami Heat still play with heart throughout that Lakers series. But by the end of game six, the Lakers demolished the Heat. The Heat played abs, like they played their butts off in game five. And if I'm correct, I believe that's the game where Jimmy Butler went insane. And yet in game six... Miami wiped them off the face of the earth. I mean, the Lakers, my bad, wiped them off the face of the earth. I see almost like a same thing happening here. Like, it's, it's at Denver. I, I, I don't think it'll be close at all. It's, they're nine-point favorites. I think they'll beat them by worse, honestly. Like, even with Tyler Hero, maybe coming back, he's questionable. So, not even a sure thing if he's going to be playing in Game 5. I don't know if I'd risk that if I was them. It get, I don't know. Like, Tyler Hero, even with his impact, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Because, he, I don't know, the defense. So, like, even then, yeah, I, I, I think this series is over tonight. I don't think it's close. I think the Nuggets run, run away with it. And the Nuggets become the first team to win at home in the NBA Finals since 2014. So, congrats on Denver. Good for them. Uh, Next topic. Sticking with sports is the other big thing that happened this weekend. Shackenfield is the official end of the collegiate Shackenfield season for this year of 2023. And yeah, Texas, congrats to them. And the women's side dominated and won. I would say the main thing I thought about first off, the women's 100 meter hurdles, huge deal, lived up to expectations. All three ladies involved, they did their job. It is entertaining. Uh, Masai Russell, Aaliyah Armstrong, and and Akira Nugent did their job. They 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 expected to have a, a fast race, and yeah, it was very fast and it was very entertaining. I I feel kind of bad for uh, a lot of the ladies there because the wins weren't legal and only barely. So the times won't technically stand, but they're fast. Julian Alfred, especially, she had, I believe, the fastest combined 100-200 day for any woman ever. And it won't stand because it was barely over the wind legal limit. So yeah, that, that kind of stinks. But she still met and honestly kind of surpassed expectations. Winning the 100-200 double was an absolute machine. Now, unfortunately... There was one thing that, that I and a lot of people were expect or, well, had our eyeballs on, on the championships last night for, and that was Britton Wilson. It's not her fault. It's just, it, it probably isn't possible. Doing a 400 and then a 400 meter hurdles in 24 minute span in general is insane. Doing it to try to win 
a a a national championship and possibly break a, a meet or a championship record in both is even crazier. And she just couldn't do it because yeah, like it, I I we've seen people do a double in a day, but 24 minutes in between no. And honestly, seeing that schedule, they should have just had her prepared to do one of the events. You don't want to break her down or possibly hurt her or anything like that, or anyone for that matter, having them do events as insane as a quarter mile and a quarter mile of hurdle, hurdles in a span of less than half an hour. Like, that's crazy. It's insane that she even attempted that. But the fact that she made the finals in both and, and wasn't last place neither is very impressive. So, still, it's rather unfortunate for her, but, you know, you live and you learn. She's still going to be a monster in either the quarter mile or, or the 400 meter hurdles anyway, so it is what it is, but, you know. So, uh, yeah, overall, still insanely entertaining, still fun, still exciting, but, yeah, like, it, it's, it's a situation where it's unfortunate, and they really need to think about that, like, the scheduling don't have similar events right next to each other because people might be running those same events if it's similar. I wouldn't have a, a, a 100 and 200 right back to each other, like back-to-back. -back. I wouldn't have like a 400 and a 400 hurdles back-to-back because -back you don't know what could happen. But yeah, it is what it is. You know, still an entertaining track and field season. Insanely entertaining track and field season. One of the craziest ones outdoor and indoor probably ever for NCAA. Might be the greatest ever, honestly. So, yeah, I hope more eyeballs get on track and field in the future because with the finals ending tonight and with the Stanley Cup ending tomorrow night, it's all baseball and track from here on out. And it, track needs more eyeballs. They're putting up crazy numbers, crazy times, crazy measurements and, and marks. So, you got a lot of all-time greats going on right now. It's not a down period at all for performance. So, yeah, people need to, to focus on it. And, and the media needs to focus on it more. And hopefully, people focus on what I'm saying so that people can look at it more. Because, yeah, it's, it's, it's very entertaining. That's all I'm going to say about that, though. Now, on to another sport, saying we're sports. Combat sports. I was absolutely wrong with my quick picks when it came to boxing. I thought Lopez, I thought, you know what, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, Josh Taylor is, is a very good boxer. No. Lopez dominated Josh Taylor. First off, the cards are way off. He won like eight or nine of those rounds. At least. No way is 116-114. That's insane. Yeah, Lo Lopez proved me wrong. Proved a lot of people wrong. And yeah, if he were to still continue boxing, because that's a big if... Any fights against uh, Gervonta Davis or Devin Haney, should, uh, you know, yeah, that that could work. I, I'd watch it. I mean, remember, he's beaten Lomachenko, so he's not a slouch. He has cap uh, the, the, the capabilities of, of, of hanging his own and even possibly beating those two if, you know, he's fully in it. I, I, who knows? Like I said, it, it, boxing is, is interesting, period, right now. I'll say that. Uh... Speaking of if, he said he might be retiring, or he is retiring. I don't know how legit that is. I don't know if he's sticking to that, but retiring at that young of an age, who knows? I mean, it's up to him. He's going to have a lot of money, so he should be fine for the future, life-wise, financially. 
So yeah, if he just wants to retire at 25, and that's that's cool with me, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Like, go live peacefully. Not too much. Your brain's not battered in too much. You got all the money you need and want. Yeah, fine by, fine by me. Now, I would say not all boxing is good. I was... I didn't even know this was happening. I woke up this morning, and all I see is is Mayweather is fighting John Gotti the Third in a boxing match. I did not know John Gotti the Third boxed. I didn't know Mayweather was boxing anyone. It was an exhibition, so it doesn't count. But still, Mayweather was dominating, and then they called it off because of trash talk, which is insane. And then the crazy fight ha- brawl happened. They started, uh, Mayweather, uh, uh, his crew came in, it was crazy, it's like spamming. It's like, you know the, the first episode of Spongebob, when the anchovies came? That was what it was like. It was like 30 plus of them just came in the ring at the same time, out of nowhere. But, yeah, like, oh, it, it was a mess. And I see a lot of people trashing boxing and saying that boxing is dead or boxing a jo- boxing's a joke now or what you know whatnot. Look, that's a, that's just the freak show part. Think of it like mixed martial arts, right? Pride was still one of the greatest promotions ever ran. It has, still has freak show parts of it. This is just that for boxing. Mixed martial arts has the same thing. Uh, kickboxing, every almost every martial arts still has the same thing. Like you're gonna have the, your freak show side. You know, but like the rest of it is still seriously great. And boxing is still great. I mean, you might say like a, like everyone's, you're you're getting exciting fights. You've gotten great fights this year. You're getting more and more exciting fights. We got a future fight and like very soon between Terrence Crawford and, and, and Errol Spence Jr. Like you're getting big fights this year. You've gotten more undisputed champions than I can remember in a long time this year. So it's not like p- boxing is not good. Boxing is really good. It's still in a very good position. It's just that the freak shows and the celebrity boxers and the YouTube boxers, they just have a bigger camera on them than never before. So that's unfortunate. But like the actual sport itself is still in good hands. It's not dying. It's not being taken over by freak show fights. Now, my other big pick, I got absolutely correct. And that was with UFC 289. I thought that... Uh, I thought Charles Oliveira... I, thought was, I didn't know exactly who to, who to pick at first, but I decided last second to pick Oliveira. And I was correct. Oliveira won rather... I'm not going to say it's... Was it dominant? Yeah. It was kind of dominant. He... he, he, he took down Benil, and then TKO'd him by punches. But his ground game was top-end, and I thought his stand-up game would be top-end and, like, slightly better, and, wow, he looked phenomenal. Because Benil is a person that, honestly, he should have gotten a title shot by now. So he's legit. He's had a massive winning streak heading to the fight. Again, that just shows you not just how great Oliveira is, Shows you how great Islam is. That man's a monster. They don't call him Baby Khabib for nothing. If he dominated Oliveira like that the first time, and Oliveira's doing this to literally everyone else, wow. But yeah, that rematch is going to be special. 
I think Charles Oliveira will be much more prepared this time. And I don't know. I think it'll be a different fight. Don't know who wins. And Amanda Nunes. Typical Amanda Nunes fight. These la- these last few fights goes d- the the distance, but in dominant fashion. Not much to <laughs> talk about besides that. But the aftermath. She retired. And you know what? She's the greatest female women's mixed martial artist. Might be the greatest mixed martial artist ever, honestly. When you look at her resume and who she's beaten and how dominant she's been, she's up there. Pound for pound. Like, she retired just because there's no one else left for her to beat. Wow. Like, congrats. Like, unbelievable. Like, it's rare to find a clear-cut GOAT in any sport. She's a clear-cut GOAT in women's mixed martial arts. Like, clear-cut. Like, no discussion. So, congrats to Amanda Nunes on that. Sticking with sports, uh, the Champions League final. The Champions League. Again, it ended out how I'd rather it not end out. But, that's the unfortunate thing. Man City won. On paper, they're the clear-cut favorites over Inter, and that's what happened. They won. They, they... Now, Inter dominated majority of this game, but Man City was the one who got the goal in. So that's all that matters. In soccer, you you can have one team dominate the whole game and, and look like the clear-cut better team, and the other ones just manages to get their goals in. And that, that at the end of the game, that's all that matters. But yeah, the end result of this is uh, it's the first time you got an actual big oil, a big money team like Man City or PSG or all these Red Bull teams that actually pulled it off. I don't know what this says about the, the future of the sport because all of them have already dominated domestically. Like, domestic, that's already done. But to, to take over all of Europe? That's that's concerning. Very concerning. And Man City is a good enough amount, they're good enough of a team that they could repeat next year, honestly. Who's stopping them? What, Bayern? I, they've been kind of disappointing this year. Real Madrid? Who they just dominated? Who else? Like, you're not... It looks... I don't know. It, like, for the future of soccer, as we, America, we in America call it soccer, the future of the sport is very worrying. Money's getting more and more powerful in that sport, and that's concerning. Knowing how how the clubs are ran, it's not like in America a lot. So it, it's, it is concerning. That's all I'm going to say about that, though. Well, th- that topic will be talked about way more in the future, just in general. Now, on to our next topic. Still sports, sort of. Sort of like a mixture of sports and pop culture. And it's this weird thing. It's called Baby Gronk. I've seen this in the past months ago and I was confused as heck back then. I'm even more confused now. I saw the weird TikTok videos. The guy never blinked when he was talking about it. It was very weird. Someone best described it as it felt like I had schizophrenia. Like it felt like you were like you were almost like taking like drugs or something looking at those videos. It's the whole entire thing is weird. Like what is what are we what am I even what are we looking at here? So he's what a, a 10-year-old kid or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. And, and like, they're having him Riz and Riz King. What is... <laughs> what am I looking at? Why are random colleges all talking about him? 
Who's paying them to allow us to happen? He's not an actual prospect. How? It's very strange. I don't know if it's, it's just the whole thing to get clout. I don't know if the dad's actually serious about this whole thing and is like on some Marinovich stuff. It's very strange. It's not good for the kid. I don't think either way. Using your kid for clout is not good. That is very weird to me. The whole YouTube family thing, how they do that stuff is strange. Uh, or trying to Marinovich your kid is might be even worse. Literally forcing him to do a, a sport or, or whatever to live through your dreams. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. It's very unfortunate for the kid. It's very irresponsible for the dad. Like, it's concerning. And now he's DM DMing people to, to, to bring his son on or to promote tweets or whatever about his son or or the whole idea the whole deal with baby baby gronk it's just weird like his dad comes off very i never grew up past high school in what i did there energy like like living through your son or your kids in general it's just, it's just weird like don't do that like not trying to rag on more but one more thing is is you can't like, football is a sport where genetics is one of the main reasons for success. And and, and to think, like, you, you can't... You, like, if, if, if a kid is, is big at, like, 10 years old or 5th grade, whatever, that doesn't mean that he's going to stay bigger than all the other kids when he's 18. And even when he's 18, you can get much bigger when you're by it age 22 you can get much bigger and much faster plenty of players in the nfl have, have stated that they've gotten significantly bigger and faster and stronger either since going to the nfl and getting better development or while going through college there are plenty of late bloomers when it comes to, to football and in regards to to from going from middle school and adolescence to, to high school and college like, Clay Matthews was, was as a prime example. He was a walk-on because he was a late bloomer. He was very small in high school. And just ballooned weight-wise by the end and into college. And walked on to USC and became a monster. And the NFL, obviously, became a monster there too. Like, you can't expect... Football's a sport where you don't... Ex like, you can't just immediately think like, Okay, yeah, my kid's gonna be like 6 foot 8 or six foot five whatever like no you don't you can't be expecting that so to think that he's gonna be a tight end at that where all of them are big and almost all of them are tall and where you have to be big and tall at that position like no like you can't like there are certain positions like linemen where you have to be big but you want you could be like five eleven six feet and still succeed tight end you're tall you're shorter than six foot two you're not getting in, in the nfl so, yeah, like, like that's a big risk risk to take, to, to waste, not waste, but, you know, all those years of his childhood and just focus it on that. You don't know how tall he could be. Like, stuff like that, like, and, and the way he's developing the kids, like, that could really screw up him physically in the long term. I don't know. Like, what he tells them to eat and what they're working out and all, like, no. Like, again, it's very Marinovich if that's what's actually happening and no, that's not a good that's not a good thing long term for his health, I don't think. Now, shifting gears to pro wrestling. Don't think it's a sport, think it's an art form. Love it. I'm a huge fan of it. And with this, 
we got some breaking news. Still early on, but WWE TV rights negotiating windows with NBC Universal and Fox closed without a new deal. And that was just the first part of it. That was big news. The second part of it, New York Post reports that I believe it was New York Post, but Disney and yeah, Disney is is looking at it. Like like looking they're intrigued by WWE. But apparently it's rumored that if they were to go to Disney, and this is this is, this is massive hypotheticals here, because like they could totally stay with with NBC and Fox. But if and that's probably the most likely result. But if this were to happen, Raw would be on who would be on FX, not ESPN, not Freeform, <laughs> FX, which is interesting because that has people thinking. If that was the case, if Raw or SmackDown were on FX, then because FX tends to be one of the more mature-rated channels outside of HBO and all of television, a lot of shows there, you know, they don't care about censorship like that. And, and I like a lot of shows on FX. But yeah, if that were to happen, people think maybe Raw and SmackDown go back to... TV 14 or something like that personally to me I don't know I don't think so I, I think I don't know like it's the sponsors and, and that's the reason why they went to TV PG it went deeper than that we forget why they went back to TV, to TV PG you guys remember the, the entire awful is everything that happened that led to this like, like it like this is is not just sponsors but at the same time like I I don't know. I don't think they go back to, to, to TV 14 if this were to happen. I think they stay with PG. Like they said in the past, like, oh, yeah, we're going to they're thinking about going to, to TV 14, whatever, you know, that rumor that happened like last year and then nothing came of it. The rumor of WWE Raw, like the third hour being edgier, or whatever, or being darker. And it was just led to Raw Underground, which was just weird and surreal and hilarious, but not in a good way to me. Like. No, they, they've already teased this the last two years and it led to nothing. I don't think, if this were to happen, I still think it leads to nothing. I think it stays TVPG. Like, yeah. They, so, like, again, that's also a massive hypothetical that they, this could totally not happen. They could probably just want a better deal and, and, and stick with, with Fox and NBC Universal and stay on USA Network and Fox. I don't know about SmackDown Fox, mainly because... I don't know if they're reaching the numbers that Fox would like overall. Remember, you guys, this is not cable. This is a an actual, like, standard channel, Fox. So you want some big numbers there. So I'm just saying, if you're not reaching numbers higher than what they get on USA Network with Raw, I don't know if Fox would want to keep that with how massive that deal was. So, yeah... But at the same time as that would have happened and they were just to stick with Universal, they could just keep them on uh, USA Network both. So it, it, that was interesting, I thought. But at the same time, it, it most likely isn't going to happen. So yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, one last thing. My big time pick. My big time pick of the day. I think 
Well, this one's for tomorrow. Weirdly enough. It's the Stanley Cup. It's, the fi- it's game five. You know, I last game I said like, okay, you know how weird hockey is. How you can come back and back and like this momentum, like <laughs> it's crazy. You could go be down three nothing and come back and be tied three three, and like nothing happened. So you know, I thought, oh okay, two nothing, they got smashed, but then it's two one. Okay, Florida, they've been a crazy team this year, and Florida Panthers, maybe they can make make a comeback. Lost three one. So, yeah, I, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking how Vegas, I don't know, how they played against Florida this entire Stanley Cup series. It really hasn't been that competitive. And and I don't know. I feel like who Vegas beat, who Florida beat, who the Panthers beat, and who the Golden Knights beat, I don't know. I, I feel more impressed with Vegas. So... I'm just gonna say it, and they're their favorites going to the to this game. I I think I think they, a day after the Nuggets close it out and win their first NBA championship, I think the Golden Knights close it out on their home arena, just like the Nuggets are closed out in their home arena, and they'll win their first NHL championship, their first Stanley Cup. I think the Vegas Golden Knights win Game Five. I'm not gonna say how close the game is because it's hockey and things can get weird but I think Vegas closes out in game 5 so yeah that's my big time pick of the day and uh, from here on out I'll probably be, I'll most likely be doing 3 episodes a week and so that means what Wednesday will, probably, will most likely be my next episode and you never know what's going to happen so I would keep tuning in so uh yeah That's uh, it for today, and uh, see y'all again on Wednesday, y'all.